guys so i had to last episode i logged off because i um was getting a little bit too excited so i had to come down and you know take myself to a place to meditate a little bit and bring myself down so guys you will not believe who i have with me i have my boyfriend emmanuel but i don't know how he's gonna even like i guess i could call him in or something and see if you know what his opinion is he's actually a personal trainer um what tell we're gonna talk a little bit about him when we we pull him in let's see what we could do here i'm new to this whole platform so bear with me um Okay, so today I think we're going to talk about boundaries. So let's talk about one problem with the nerd population. And I say nerds because, what, are nerds what they call us in school? That's the oldest moniker that I can think of. Like, am I using that word right? Can you Google moniker? I'll do that. Moniker? Yes. Moniker. That's not an English word. Name. Yes, I'm using it correctly. Okay, so that's not usually the moniker that, you know, they call people like nerds, right? Or dorks. Dork is like a synonym. (laughs) I think they're equally as bad. Um, I, I just think the difference between a nerd and a dork is a nerd is more rational while a dork is more creative so a dork might not be a studious person but you could be both i mean i'm both i i could be studious and i could be artistic as well so i have you know different sides but um i go through long spells so stuff like that energizes me learning energizes me it makes me feel good about myself Um, To educate myself and not worry about going at everybody else's pace because everybody else is not on par with me. And I'll tell you about why that is um, at some point. So um, now we're going to talk about boundaries and why it's so difficult for us to create boundaries. So when we're picked on our whole lives, right, we it becomes like we're conditioned to think that we do not need any um we do not either either we don't need friends we start to think that either we don't need friends or we start to think that um we need friends it's either one or the other so we either become antisocial if you're a logical person you're probably going to be like who the fuck is this person to tell me that they don't like me fuck this person fuck this person fuck them fuck them right but if you're a creative person and you're like an extrovert for example like you are th- you thrive off of interpersonal relationships so we're talking about the nerds that have problems nerds or dorks or whatever that have problems making friends um and the reason you don't make friends and you make opportunists if you do make friends or we call them emotional vampires 
or they try to control us because they think, hey, I'm your friend and I'm, you know, I don't have to be your friend or whatever the case is. They don't come out and say it, but they do it with their actions. They constantly disrespect us. So they try to put us beneath them because they think that they're normal or whatever. Let's let's talk about those people or the people who are ego tripping, thinking that they're better than us. Okay. Um, now we get we're extraordinary people but the issue is that we have self-esteem issues and we usually take on and i'm talking about people who are like for example clingy and needy i'm not talking about the rational loners i'm talking about the clingy needy nerds that are the outcasts or the misfits of society um we kind of group together with people that we have stuff in common with. The issue is that sometimes we get obsessive over one thing and box ourselves in. What we need to do is we need to have different things that we're interested in. This way, it's better for conversation and it's going to be easier to communicate what you mean with the groups of friends that you want. So let's say that you want to hang out with the athletes. Then you start to learn sports, learn things about sports. You don't necessarily have to play sports. If you're the kind of nerd that could give them information that they don't know about sports, then they'll be cool with you, you know? Um, what's another thing? But you got to be careful with the boundaries because usually guys like those with overinflated egos, guys and girls like that with overinflated egos can really be nasty. And we'll get to the difference between a bitch and like my bitch. Like there's a difference, okay? Every woman's a bitch. You're either my bitch or you're a bitch. That's that's it. Either you're a friend or you're a bitch. That's 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 all it is. It's that easy. So, with that being said, my friends, um, I've had, like, extensive relationships, uh, friendships for over 10 years. So, I've sustained decent relationships despite my borderline personality uh, disorder tendencies or whatever. And I know what traumas those are attached to, but we'll get to traumas on another episode. We're talking about boundaries here. So... The issue with boundaries that I find is that people are incapable of creating boundaries. And especially people like us who are needy. So if we're needy people and we value interpersonal relationships more than time alone, we're different. That's fine. It's okay. But you got to understand that you will attract a lot of um, people who suck your energy from you, especially if you're the kind of person who has no boundaries. So boundaries is basically standing up for yourself. The same thing where they call you a bitch or when they try to put you down when you stand up for yourself. That's just a manipulation tactic. It's very stupid and very mediocre. It doesn't matter if someone calls you a bitch. Whatever. Fuck them. Okay? So what? If you're a bitch, then you're a bitch. That that just means I stood up for myself. So what? That's not your friend anyway. That's another thing. I'm about to tell you the friends that are not your friends. Okay? That's not your friend. If someone's going to shit on you, that's not your friend. 
okay? If someone's gonna try to play you, that's not your friend. If someone's gonna steal from you, that's not your fucking friend. Why you? We, why do we keep sustaining relationships with people? I'm not talking about me. I'm saying we as in to make y'all feel better about yourselves. But why are we sustaining relationships with people who are serving us no purpose? It makes no sense. And when I say it makes no sense, it makes no fucking money. Why would you want to sustain a relationship with someone who's stealing from you? That's not your friend. And you you need to observe what the fuck is going on with your friends, too. It doesn't just mean sitting there and fucking talking, talking, talking about yourself. Because if, <laughs> if you're full of yourself and you're talking about yourself, you're being observed, frankly, by the person who's listening. And they're calculating in their head either A, how to fuck you, or B, how to fuck you. You understand what I'm saying? So either they're trying to have sex with you. In rare cases, they're... No. No. I I don't think so. Either they're trying to have sex with you, or they are trying to get information on you. Okay? Those are sneaky motherfuckers. I don't like sneaky motherfuckers. But there are people who do that. Now... The people who need to be superior and bully other people, they have some kind of power struggle going on at home. That's not your problem either, okay? And that's not your friend. If you have a friend that bullies you and disrespects you on a regular basis, that's not your friend. And I could say that because I've sustained a relationship with somebody that was not my friend from the beginning for too long, okay? I have that experience. So, um, anyway... Let's see. What I like to do is I like to throw out a little bait. I've mentioned this before. But I like to let them know, hey, this is a little bit of me. This is how I am. And see what how they respond, what feedback you get. Either they'll be cool with it or they won't be cool with it. And you can know from that point forward whether you should even bother wasting your time talking to this motherfucker. Okay? All right. Next thing. Um, I want to say you need to let someone know when they disrespect you because this is how you will know whether or not they're your friend. A, they will either turn around and degrade you by calling you a term that is very disrespectful. In every culture, it's, it's a different word. But you know what terms are disrespectful and what statements are disrespectful according to your culture. And if you are fucking saying, hey, I do X, Y, Z. Um, and they say, oh, you know what? That's kind of that's kind of weird. Why don't you do X, Y, Z instead? And you think your idea is fucking great. OK, then you have the you have the right to stand up for yourself and say, hey, my idea is actually great. I don't like you saying that. And if they can respond in a, I was just joking, if they're fucking sneaky, they'll say they're joking. But that's not a joke. If they do it more than one time, then it's not a joke. If you, at least that's short of an apology, but at least it'll, it's a way of saying I won't do it again, right? Now, that boundary has been placed. Don't do it again. I won't make that joke. If they make that joke again, then they don't respect you. Now, 
another way to talk about boundaries. Um, let's say that you told this person about your idea and then they go, oh, well, you know, that idea sucks. And they just say it in a forceful way. Then they're just assholes and that's not your friend. You should never tell them, oh, that's, you're right. No, no. If you create a boundary for yourself, you need to nip that shit in the bud. And let them know, hey, don't talk to me like that. I There's no reason for you to talk to me like that. And they could either place hands on you, A, it can either start a fight. And if it starts a fight, then that's a bully. Hopefully, you know how to defend yourself. But most people who have been picked on, we know how to defend ourselves, usually. To some context. It's the cops that, you know, get away with shit with us. But I'm talking about like people with mental health concerns who are you know not doing anything that would catch the attention of cops who are actually trying to be decent human beings we're actually functional we're just doing slave labor or you know thrown on SSI which is barely a barely livable fucking chat but anyway Usually, like, you're entirely too sick. Well, you know what? A baby boomer might turn around and say, hey, it's because you believe you're too sick while you're sick. No, that's not the case. Sometimes we really are chemically imbalanced. And that's because, well, something you guys did. Maybe you guys were tripping on balls or acid in the 70s. Or whatever kind of drugs, crazy drugs, were back chemically altering and hormonally altering back then. But you pass it on to us, and we're a little cuckoo, okay? So I'm pretty sure that there's a correlation with that, not with all the studies that we know on drugs now. So let me think. Um... Sometimes I blank out because that's just how my brain works. It's this medication that I take. I'll be in the middle of a conversation and I'll blank out. It's the, one of the side effects of the medication I've been taking for years. So eventually that's going to go away. Um, anyway, so sometimes it's very difficult for me to, to form like a thought, a complex thought. And that's because I forget. And I'll be in the middle of a conversation, then I'll forget what I'm saying. But anyway, that's, they call that scatterbrainism, whatever. You could call it whatever the fuck you want. It makes me entertaining, so I don't give a fuck. Anyway, that's why I have more friends, because I'm entertaining. People like, listen, people like quirky. People in the real world like quirky. They just pick on you in fucking school because they're not interesting enough to survive in the real world. People who are quirky, we are entertaining, okay? And that's why people who are famous usually got picked on in school. I'm pretty sure for being different, being extravagant in some way. But whatever, whatever. Um, let me think. 
The best way to create boundaries is to open your mouth and speak. If you are too afraid to speak to someone about how you feel, then they are truly not your friend. It is not something that you should feel uncomfortable saying or feel like walking on eggshells to say. And I've been on the you know, giving end of being difficult to speak to because I was just so emotionally fragile and so sensitive at one point in my life that my ego was so bruised and I, and you know, my self-esteem was so bad that I just, I was usually sad. And that's because so many people told me that something was wrong with me throughout my life. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with me. I'm perfectly fine. So let's, um, start, Let's start off, um, you know, hopefully next week. Oh, I forgot to do this in the last episode, but please um, go out, buy my book on Amazon. The name, the title of the book is Scorpio by Tiffany Reed. It's only $5. That's actually less than a Starbucks cup of coffee. Go into Starbucks, get a Frappuccino. That will be more than it costs to get this fucking book. Read it. Because you know what? I frankly want this to be a Netflix film. And it's going to... Not a film or at the very least a series. Because I wrote a lot in that one book. Sometimes, like, if a book... I could breeze through a romance novel in one night if I stay up. I will stay up and read romance novels. And the reason that I'm like that, I'll tell you the honest truth. When I grew up... I was raised a Jehovah's Witness, and my mom was very pious. Well, she still is to this day. I mean, God bless her. She's, you know, an amazing woman. But um, our personalities, we we clash because we're both very passionate people. So um, because she's a fire sign, she comes off as being, you know, brash and, you know, uh, Sagittarius just can't keep their mouth shut. You know, they're constantly putting their foot in their mouth by saying the wrong thing. If you're not a duck and that can't rule off your back, then do not even bother being with a Sagittarius because they just say whatever comes to their mind without even thinking. So with that being said, my mom has said some hurtful things to me and me being sensitive, I just, you know, took all of it and internalized it and, you know, fed into my depression. So, uh, you know, things are a lot better now. I think that after all this time, I'm coming out of my depression. Like, thank God. That's so forever. Oh, I see. Okay. So now... I want to talk about my experiences with um, the way that traumas and a low self-esteem can affect your breathing. So, if you have anxiety, chances are, if you're a nervous person and you could have a panic attack, like, I could have a panic attack if I'm under too much stress. Like, certain stressful situations, I just... A reason I stay away from people is because stress can trigger psychotic um, episodes in me. So, I try to stay away from stress as much as I can. Um, My boyfriend has been very understanding of this and he helps me with that. Um, He's a type B personality, so he's very chill and, you know, very sweet, very accepting. And I'm very lucky to have him somebody who understands me because that's just the hardest thing finding someone who understands you 
and doesn't abuse you, understands your emotional health and what you go through. Like with the United States of Terror, for example, that show, if anybody's seen it, she has DID, which is um, multiple personality disorder. Um, DID um, stands for Dissociative Identity Disorder. Basically, people who have multiple personalities. So they will have literal people living inside of them. So sometimes traumas cause these people to come out or they create personas to kind of protect their own feelings because of their traumas and they feel so deeply. So um, one thing that DID people do is they have different clothes. Let's say they have, if you watch the United States of Terror, you would know, but they have diff- perfectly different personalities. Let's take, for example, the most famous example, which is Sybil. If I'm not mistaken, she had 27 personalities or something of that nature. It was, it was a high number. It was 20 plus personalities. And she was actually, you know, very, like, coming in and out. Every time she was traumatized, she was coming in and out. She was losing time and days and, you know, finding things different in her house or whatever the case is. But these these are real situations. There are people who really have these. And I think, like, we should be met with more compassion. I mean, we're not just fucking sideshow freaks. The compassion that we receive in this life is, is crazy. Like, there is no sensitivity. And that's because the... Leo generation, the boomers, they don't understand how much trauma we've experienced in our lifetime. Think about all the traumas we've had. We've been through a lot. So we're pretty tough. That's not the issue. The issue is not that we're tough. The issue is that we don't know how to regulate our emotions properly so that we can be functional. That's the issue. We're not trying to be chemically lobotomized. We need to regulate our emotions and learn how to regulate our emotions. The way that I do so is through yoga. I do some exercises with my boyfriend. You know, he's a personal trainer, so he's been teaching me boxing, some Krav Maga moves and stuff like that, which I enjoy. And, um, you know, he enjoys it too. Uh, He's a pro wrestler also. So he shows me a lot of stuff, and it's a way that we bond with each other. So, um, I try to take an interest in whatever, in whatever relationship, if I want to strengthen it, I try to take an interest in the things that the other person is interested in. Um, as long as there's no jealousy in the relationship and, um, no aggression, it's usually a successful relationship. So, um, I like to have, like, conversations with people that... I feel we 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 vibe on the same level. So um, these are people who are on their medication, regulating their traumas, working on their shadow selves or their traumas, um, facing their demons every day and pushing through. And, you know, sometimes we lose people. This is a war. This is emotional warfare. I don't think anybody really understands what it's like to have an emotional illness and a mental illness it is emotional warfare it is a fight every single day 
And I think that nobody empathizes with that and thinks that we're just lazy and we don't want to do anything. It's not that. The issue is that we are usually impoverished if we're not rich. The medication, one of the medications that I need, I have, I would have to pay out of pocket. My insurance doesn't cover it. Oh, well, okay. So I'll just take something else. That'll probably make me blow up like a blowfish, right? Bullshit like that. Anyway, I would never. So you gotta be, please, I'm asking you guys, you have to be, you know, studious when you're getting a medication. You have to look into the medication and see the side effects and see if it's something that you want to do. Because here's the thing. Sometimes you could try a medication if you're too suggestive and a doctor tells you, hey, try this medication and it's not right for you. They're not going to know if you don't open your mouth and tell them. We need to stop being afraid and just cooperate with them as much as we can so that all of us could thrive. That's really what this is about, thriving. It's not just about surviving and getting along. You're not just going to say, oh, I'm sick, and then have nothing else that let that define you. I mean, find something else about your personality. I work on my personality every day. Because you know what? I'm the only person that could change my own path and my life so I work on myself on a daily basis so um let's move forward uh guys and another thing that I want to say is uh also remember to buy my book okay please give it not just to not just if you like me or not doesn't matter uh I honestly feel like it was I poured my soul into that book Um, I pour my soul into all of my writing, but I really would like you guys to actually check it out. Give it a read. Give me some feedback. I've been waiting for feedback forever, but I don't trust anybody. But um, yeah, just I'd rather have strangers read it because you know what? If a stranger shits on me, it's like, oh, whatever. It's a stranger. I don't give a fuck. So um, yeah, just read my book. It's called Scorpio. And it's on Amazon. So you could just go to Amazon because, you know, Amazon has everything and type into the search bar Scorpio by Tiffany Reed. That's R-E-I-D. And this cover is gray and it has chain links on the covers. So please uh, check it out. Give it a look. And that's all. All right. Have a good one. See you next week. Bye.